This podcast was brought to you by Pastor Brian Calstrip and Fellowship Church. For more information, visit thefellowship.church. All right, so you got to pick up some flyers out in the foyer, flapjacks and lumberjacks. You're like, what? What is flapjacks and lumberjacks? Well, it's just a brilliant idea that we came up with one day when we were sitting in staff, because normally you guys all know we do a pancake feed when we do our Christmas production. And so, you know, a pancake is a flapjack. Did you guys know that? Okay. And so we had actually, we had discussed uh, a lumberjack theme. So somebody's like, well, how about flapjacks and lumberjacks? I don't know, it's a pretty great idea. Some of you guys are like, oh. You guys don't think it's that great of an idea? It's gonna be great, okay? We've got, uh, we've been, the guys have been working very, very hard and uh, um, we're doing something a little bit different this year and we're just kinda, uh, we've got a, a, a a play that we've come up with that basically tells the story of Jesus and we're integrating the, the preschoolers and the children and the youth. It's gonna be fabulous, it's gonna be great. You guys are gonna love it and you need to bring somebody, bring your neighbor, it's gonna be a great time. And just tell them there's gonna be warm, hot flapjacks when it's over with. And if they don't know what that is, then you gotta explain it to them. Okay, bring them anyway. Okay, can we just talk about the, the, the weather here? What happened, we have snow. I, you know, I was thinking about this this morning and I decided, I think the blame sits squarely on the people that put the Christmas tree up before Thanksgiving. <laughs> Raise your hand if you put your, th- your tree up before Thanksgiving. It's all of your fault. <laughs> And then somebody, you know, I said something this morning before uh, with the uh, team and they're like, somebody's like, you do know it's like nearly December. It's, it's time for snow. So <laughs> I guess, you know, okay, you get it. Well, you guys doing good today? Listen, there's, there's, uh, I believe that, that uh, the Holy Spirit has something for you. And so I, I trust that you have your expector on, that you're wanting to get something out of what it is that's being said today. And I believe that, that he will uh, help you with that. So let's just pray and then we'll get into it. Dear Heavenly Father, we just come before you today. We're so thankful for this time where we can just come and look at your word. And, um, and, and we just thank you, Lord, that you're opening up our eyes. You're helping us to see that which we, we need to see. We don't see everything. And Father God, we, we want to be teachable. Uh, and, and we want to learn today. And so I just thank you that you're helping us in that. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 You know, we've officially entered the holiday season. You all have a good Thanksgiving? Yes, it was good. Way too much food. Way too much. Like, oh my goodness. I mean, we, we, we had a couple of them. It's like, okay, enough food already. You know, and, and, and so we've uh, officially entered that season. And, and it's a good time. But, but, but we have to understand it's also a time, you know, it's a time of celebration. It's a time of, of overspending. It's a time of pressure. Uh, and, uh, you know, I believe that the Lord just put it on my heart to talk about this, this idea of peace over pressure. Peace over pressure. And it's, it's funny, I, I guess it's just uh, sometimes before I'm really fully, fully uh, awake, 
I'll have a thought come into my mind. Anybody in here ever have that happen to you? I believe that's the Holy Spirit speaking to us because a lot of times everything else is turned off and uh, we can actually hear a lot, maybe, or maybe we're a little more sensitive, but, but I believe that the Lord wants to, us to look at this, this idea of peace over pressure in this season, in this time. You know, it's, it's kind of sad. I looked up some statistics. It says that 80% of Americans say that, that the expectations and the events around the holidays caused them to have increased pressure. Can you believe that? Actually, it's, pri- it's pretty easy to believe. 64% say they have financial pressure. 30% say they get less sleep. That's not good. Well, you wouldn't get less sleep after, after Thanksgiving because, you know, you just eat a lot. But because of the pressure during the holidays, 30% get less sleep. This was probably the saddest statistic that I saw was that 25% want the holidays to be canceled completely because it would eliminate stress in their life. And so these these stats are sad, but I think that we've really just lost the meaning of the holidays. You know, last week, if you weren't here, we talked about gratitude, and I hope that you guys practice that and you're continuing to practice uh, uh, having a thankful heart in all circumstances, that, that it's not just a day that we celebrate with our families where we are thankful for what it is and we go around the table. It's just not one time. No, it's, it's not confined to that one time. It's, it's a life that we live. And so I think that, that, that in the holiday season, we've lost, uh, um, uh, we, we've lost the meaning We've lost the gratitude. We've lost the peace. We've allowed pressure and stress to come in and, 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 and apply its pressure to our lives. And, and, and that's why we see some of these statistics. And so, you know, in our time this morning, I just want, I want to look at the, what the Bible says about peace, right? I mean, the Bible is filled, full of scriptures about peace, the peace of God. And, 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 and I believe it's just a great reminder for all of us during this time where, where stress and pressure uh, can and could come into our lives and, 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 and maybe influence us in a negative way. We can be reminded of what the Bible has to say. And then we got some, some ammo, so to speak, in our gun when it comes to uh, pressure, when it comes to stress. Because the world around us, man, they're going to be full of stress. They're gonna be full of anxiety and pressure, but we, we don't have to conform. You guys all know that. The Bible says that, that we don't have to conform to this world, but we can be transformed by the renewal of our mind. And, and there is a better way. There's a better way. And that better way is peace over pressure. And so in your notes, number one is this. Number one point today, very simple. Jesus is peace. Did you guys know that? I'm just, you know, this, you might, some of you guys might be, listen, I, I can see the look on some of your faces. Some of you guys have eaten way too much turkey and stuffing and pie. And you are, shall I just say, you're, you're, it seems like maybe you're a little slow, little, little, little lax. Little, you just need some, it needs to be simple today. Just some real simple points, some simple application because, you know, the, the meter's not running at full speed, okay? I'm just joking, just joking. Number one, Jesus is peace. Look at what Isaiah, Isaiah says. I'm just gonna remind you of some things about peace and, and that Jesus is peace. Isaiah 9, 6 says, for unto us, and you guys know this, this is a Christmas, Christmas scripture, for unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, the government will be upon the shoulders and his name will be what? Called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and look at this one, Prince 
of peace. Jesus was given to be our prince of peace. What else does it say? It says here in Isaiah 53, 4, you guys know this scripture because a lot of times we quote this. Uh, it says, and this is just a different version, but it says, but it was our pain that Jesus took. You guys know it this way, by his stripes I am healed, right? It says, but it was given our pain he took and our disease were put on him while to us it seemed as though uh, as one di uh, diseased in whom God's punishment has come. And then the next verse is, but it was for our sins that he was wounded and our evil doings that he was crushed. Look at this. He took our punishment by which we have peace. So not only is he the prince of peace, but he took a punishment not only for our health and for our wholeness, but he took a punishment for our peace, for the peace, of, peace in our, uh, our lives. And then the final one is, and many of you guys know this, it's found in John 14, 27, and it says, this is Jesus. He says, peace I leave you with. How many of you guys have peace here today, right? Jesus said, peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you, not as the world gives, do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled. Let not your heart be troubled. Let not your life be filled with pressure. Neither let uh, your life be afraid. This scripture right here is probably something we just really need to kind of bathe ourselves in and meditate on and, and think about. Why? Because Jesus said, man, I'm, I am leaving you with peace. I am giving you peace. Now, I, want, I didn't really, uh, uh, in the notes, I didn't point this out, but not as the world gives. Not as the world gives. Think about that for a little bit because what that tells us is, is that, the, the, that the world does offer it does offer a form of peace. It's, 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 they're, they're, the world looks for things and, 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 and chases after things and, and offers a peace, but it's, it's not the peace, the prince of peace. It's not Jesus. It's not the, the peace of God that passes all understanding. No, it's a different peace. I guess you could maybe say it's a counterfeit peace. But see, the thing is, is during these holidays and, and really after the holidays, people are chasing peace. They want peace in their life. And so they're going to whatever it is that they can find, the, 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 that which the world offers. But, but it's not the same peace. It's not even close to the prince of peace. Jesus is, he is our peace. And so it's not as the world gives. If, if Jesus is the prince of peace, if, if he took uh, punishment for our peace, and if he left us with peace, why do so many not have peace? And I think that number one, you know, and, and this isn't really in your notes, but I think number one is, is they, don't, they don't know him. They don't know the Prince of Peace. They don't know him as Prince of Peace. You know, they, they, they may have accepted him, but they're, they're not close to him to really understand that he is his, their Prince of Peace. He is the one that took punishment for their peace. He is the one that gave his life for them and left them with peace. And so today, we're just gonna look at some, uh, some things. We're gonna look at where you won't find peace and where you will find peace. And so, you know, Psalms 34 says it this way, 34, 14, it says, to turn from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. Now, I understand that this scripture is talking about, you know, peace within 
you know, maybe a relationship or like that. But, but the, the, the idea is still the same. We should be seeking the Prince of Peace in all that we do. We should be seeking peace in our marriages. We should be seeking peace in our, our, our homes. We should be spe- seeking peace in our workplace. But, but the point is, is that we should be searching for it and we should be pursuing it. I like what the New Living Translation says. It says it this way, turn from evil and do good, search for peace, work to maintain peace. So that's obvious, to, you know, it's obvious to me that, that in this time of, 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 of the season where pressures come and, 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 and there's a temptation to, to have that pressure, what, what we're in, encouraged to do here is, is to work to maintain peace. Work to maintain peace. And so today, as we, we, we look at that, we're gonna just look at some principles and some ways to help us to maintain peace. Not as the world, Uh, does, but as he has instructed us to do. So number one, you know, uh, where, do, where, where, where will we not find peace? We're gonna look at that and then we'll, the, then we'll move on to the other part. And, and so, you know, this, the, the idea that came to me or the, the scripture example that came to me was found in, in Luke 10. You guys remember uh, Mary and Martha. Uh, we're, we're looking at where you won't find peace. So we're gonna look at the example of Martha. Look what it says here. It says, and Jesus and his disciples continued on their way to Jerusalem. They came to a certain village where a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. She welcomed him into her home. I think we need to just stop right there because I think that, that sometimes we welcome Jesus into our life. Just as Mary, or I'm sorry, just as Martha welcomed uh, Jesus into her home, we do the same thing. We're, say, we're saying, Jesus, come on in. You can sit right over here. You're a guest. I think, to, I think to Martha, Jesus was really just another person. He was just another person at the party. He was just another guest at, at the party. And so, so she, didn't, she wasn't looking at him in the way that she should have been looking at him. And, and so it's, it's, it's really kind of an indicator of where she was at. And I think that for us as believers, if we're not careful, we can kind of fall into this, this Martha category where we, where we slip into that place where we just kind of welcome him into our life. Like kind of like, ah, just, just, just come on along with me. I, I'm gonna go do, I'm gonna go do this, and I'm gonna do this, and I'm gonna go here, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna have this party, and you're welcome to come along and 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 be my guest. But but he's not really the 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 at the front and the, and at the, the the front just as Mary as it goes on to say. It says to his, to her sister uh, Mary sat at the Lord's foot feet and listened to what he taught. So so what we see is is we see two different attitudes. For Martha, it was like, oh, just, just come on in. But not, Mar- not Mary, man. Mary was like, she was like, this, this, Jesus is the most important thing. He is the most important person. He is the reason why we are here. And, and I'm gonna sit here and I'm gonna listen and I'm gonna take him in. And, 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 and so we see that, that Martha just welcomed him in, whereas, and, and when Mary, she didn't. She was focused on him. And so, you know, when it comes to Martha, that, she w- that Jesus was just another guest, I think that if Jesus is just another guest in our home, we're gonna have a hard time finding peace. If he's just a guest, and he's not the f- at the forefront, and if we're not sitting at his feet and listening to him, listening to the words that he has to say, and, and, and the instructions, and the, and the prince of peace that he is, and the peace that he brings, we're gonna have a hard time fa- finding peace. And so this, some of this will make more sense as we go along and, and look at this story, but look at what verse 40 says. It says that, that Martha, 
Martha was distracted by the big dinner she was preparing. How many of you guys had big dinners for Thanksgiving? I, we, I had two of them. I had one of my moms and I had one of my mother-in-laws. And I mean, big dinners. I was distracted. I mean, how am I gonna get all of this stuff on my plate? Anybody else have that feeling or that thought? Yeah, I, I mean, it was just like, thank, thankfully, both, both of the parties had these ginormous oval plates that, that, that were made out of paper and just held a lot of food. But Martha was distracted by the big dinner. She was distracted. Listen, we're still talking about where you won't find peace. Where you won't find peace. Number one place that you won't find peace, like, like Martha, when we're distracted. We will not find peace when we're distracted. Some, some uh, 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 versions of the Bible say cumbered, which is not, not to be... D- d- uh, not to be uh, What's the word? Mistaken with cucumber. I don't like cucumbers. Cumbered, right? So to be, to be distracted or cumbered, it actually means to draw away, to be distracted or to be driven about mentally. Pressure comes to our lives when we're distracted, when we're distracted. Okay, I'll give you guys a great example. Okay, some of you guys, I feel like I'm losing you. I feel like the tryptophan is still very, very heavy on the room. So we'll just use this, this idea that, that if we're distracted, we're gonna have a hard time finding peace. Men, okay? When you're in your recliner and you are watching a show and you are into the show, right? And your wife says, did you just hear what I just said? What happens, I I actually used this illustration a couple weeks ago, the the blood drains from your body because you realize that you are distracted, right? You are are distracted by the TV. And, and, And how many of you guys know that if it was very, very important what it is that you should have been listening to, how many of you guys know that Peace does not follow that distraction. Is there anybody in here that I can get a witness to that idea that if you are distracted and you do not listen, there is not peace? Why? Because you really should have been listening and now there's strife and there's, there's things, there's, there's friction. Am I the only one? Okay. We're still talking about finding peace, okay? I'm helping somebody in here. I am helping some men in here that when the TV is on and your wife begins to talk, you have got to not be distracted. Because you won't find peace when you're distracted from the Prince of Peace. You won't won't find peace. If you're distracted and you're, 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 you're drawn here and there and everywhere or you're so focused on, on that TV show that's so amazing, <laughs> same thing, just different, different, different details. And so we can't be distracted if we want to find peace. It goes on to say here uh, in this story that it says that she came, she came to Jesus and said, Lord, doesn't it seem unfair to you that my sister just sits here while I do all the work. Guys, you guys been there before? Anybody ever had that feeling towards your, your sibling or towards a spouse? Lord, do you not care? Well, that's great because number two, number two reason why we will not find peace is if we complain. 
Martha had a victim's mentality, right? She's like, this isn't fair, Lord. I got to do this. I got to do that. I got to get, I got to do all of this stuff. It takes, you know, and, and so we won't find peace when we are complaining. And so instead of complaining, we should be casting the care on the Lord. You guys know what First Peter 5, uh, 7 says, to cast your care, cast your anxiety, cast your pres- pressure on him. Why? Because he cares for you. He cares for you and I. And so we have to just make that a point in our lives that when the pressure comes and, 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 and it's beginning to take our peace, where pressure is having, it's pressure over peace, we have to just say, no, man, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do what the, the Lord told me to do. I'm gonna cast my care on him because he cares for me. And so the, the third thing is, is, uh, is that Martha said, tell her to come and help me. And so in my mind, that's a demand. It's like, Lord, tell her to come and help me. You know, and so if we're demanding, we're, we're, not, we're not gonna have, we're not gonna have peace. It's, it's like this, you know, at, at Burger King, you can have it your way, okay? But in, in life, and when it comes to the things of God, you can't demand your own way. That's what Martha was doing. She was demanding that Jesus make Mary come and help her. And when you really sit and you think about this story, guys, it, it, it's just like, I'm, I'm a service-motivated motivated person. So like, and, and by that I mean, like when I see stuff that needs to be done, man, I'm just like, okay, let's get this done. We're gonna start doing this and, and we're working and we're, we're, we're making this happen. And there's pressure that it's applied, especially if there's like a time frame involved and, and you're, you're working and there's maybe there's more work to be done than, than you have time. And, and, and so you're looking for, any way, any way possible to have a relief of the pressure, right? It's like, okay, how can I, who can I pay? Who can I hire? Who, where can I get this, you know, catered in? You know, and so we're looking for peace in those times of pressure. And so we just have to, we have to, uh, you know, not fall into the trap that Martha fell into where she was demanding of the Lord or demanding of people trying to get peace in her life by demanding. I'm, my, my point in this is that I think that we all use these things in different ways. Some of us use some more than others, but, but the reality of it is is that we're all trying and seeking to get peace. It's just not through the Prince of Peace. Does that make sense? And so we see Martha where she was just, she was trying, she was distracted, she was complaining, she was demanding, you know, and so, so how do we, uh, you know, she was just looking for peace in all of the wrong places. And I think that we've all been there before where we're seeking, you know, to, to find that peace, but we can't find it because we're looking in the wrong places. So how do we look for peace in all the wrong ways? How do you do it? How do, you, how do you look for peace? How do you try to get peace in your life? And, 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 that, and, and I just made a short list. Maybe, maybe you think I would have more peace if I made more money. Maybe you, maybe you think, well, if I, I work more hours, then I'll have more money, then I'll have more to spend, and I won't have this financial pressure. And, and so we go down that road of life where we're, we're seeking peace, and we're, so we're, 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 we're applying more pressure, and we're thinking, well, why is there not more? Why, am I, why do I have more pressure than I had before? Well, again, we're looking for peace in all of the wrong places. You know, and, and, and so looking to release the pressure in all of the wrong places. That's what Martha did. And so look what it goes on to say. This is Jesus' response to Martha in her looking in all the wrong places. Jesus said, he said to her, Martha, 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 
you are careful and you are troubled about many things. Now, I should have bolded many things because I think in our lives as, as believers and as, as followers of Christ and just as natural human beings, I think that sometimes there are many things in our lives that we are leaning on and looking to to try to get peace in our lives. But Jesus said, listen, you are, you're careful, you're troubled, you're tried you know, by many, many things. Uh, um, you know, it's, it's defined as worry and anxious about many things, but, but you have to look at what he says. But one thing is needful. So in this time and in this season where we're looking to many things, just as Martha was looking to many things, Jesus is saying, listen, Mar- Mary chose the good part. She chose the one thing that she needed to choose, which is the Prince of Peace. She chose to sit, remember, remember we looked at that before? She, began, she, she chose to sit and listen to, to him. And that's what we need to do. And so, you know, when it comes to this idea of, of being careful and being troubled, it, you know, it's the same word um, used in Philippians 4, 6, you know, and, and, and the Greek is, is to be disturbed and disquieted. And, and so we just have to decide in our minds, it's like, you know what? I'm not gonna fall into this trap that, that Martha fell into. I'm gonna catch myself and I'm not gonna look to other things to, to, to give me peace. No, I'm gonna look to, to him. Martha was looking for peace in all the wrong places. So we know where we can't find peace, right? We know that when we complain, we know that when we, we, we do these things just as Martha did, we're, we're gonna have a hard time finding peace. We're gonna be working against ourselves. So where do we find it? Look at it right here. Psalms 23. How many of you guys know what Psalms 23 says? Right. So I just want to look at this and grab a few points out of here. This is where you will find peace. When pressure is being applied to your life, whether it's at work, whether it's during the holidays, no matter where you're at in life and you have pressure, you can look to this verse and, and you can pull this out. Look at what it says. Psalms 23, 1. The Lord is, what does it say? My shepherd. Say it again. The Lord is... What is my? My is, it's ownership. He, he, it's like, we're, we're thinking, you know what? He's not just a guest. Remember, Mar- Mar- uh, remember Martha? Jesus was just a guest. No, 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 no. Look at, what, look at what David said. David said, the Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need. Another version says, I do not want and you, if you just sit there and meditate on verse one, that it's like, the Lord is my shepherd. He is my shepherd. He is my shepherd. What does a shepherd do? A shepherd leads, he guides, he protects, he feeds. He, 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 you know, the Bible says that he's the good shepherd in one verse. Another verse says that he's the great shepherd. And another verse, he says he's the chief shepherd, right? So we know that Jesus is our shepherd, but the question is today is, is, is he your shepherd? Has, have you in your heart of hearts made Jesus your shepherd? Because if you haven't made him your shepherd, I'm sorry, you're gonna be looking for a long time for peace. You're gonna, you're gonna fall into the category where Martha was, where it's just, he's just a guest and he's not your shepherd. So we just have to come to that place where it's like, Lord, you are my shepherd. When pressure comes and pressure's being applied, Lord, you are my shepherd. I do not need, I do not want. 
And so um, David had it down, man. He had it down. But see, we have a choice in it. We have a choice to follow. We have a choice to make him our shepherd in our lives. You know, we had this dog growing up. And I don't know why my brother, I think my, do, my brother was just young and he, so dad, it was his ber- birthday gift, I think, was his birthday gift? Yeah. So, so Greg's like, dad's like, what do you want to name him? And he goes, Sneaky. So it's kind of a weird name. You know, so Sneaky was this, uh, a British Spaniel hunting dog. And I mean, this dog was crazy. I mean, it would run here, there, and everywhere. I mean, just all over the place. And, and just, I, I can remember uh, going hunting and, and dad just had to work with it. And he had to train him and had to just, like one time he tied a rope around him. Next thing he, no, he, that didn't work. And he got a shot collar and, and he's yelling at this dog. And this dog is just going everywhere. And I think sometimes, like as believers, I think that Jesus as the shepherd we're kind of like sneaky, like running over here, and then we're running over here, you know, and I know sheep don't really operate that way, you know, like sneaky did, but, but sometimes we do, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like we're here, we're there, we're everywhere, and, and as a shepherd, I think sometimes I wonder if, if Jesus is just like, you just come over here, you know, and I think that that's why, you know, I think that that's why 1 Peter 2.25 says, for you were like sheep going astray. <laughs> astray, key word, astray. How many of you guys in here ever been a, astray? You're like sneaky, you're over here, and then you're over there, and then you're over here, and you're, oh, it's a bird over here, you know, and, and we go astray. It goes on to say, but you have now returned to the shepherd. We have to return to the shepherd. If, 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 if we have pressure in our life, but yet we want to have peace over pressure. If we want that peace to reign and rule, we have to return to the shepherd and the overseer of our souls because peace is with the shepherd. Where is peace? We know where it's not, but peace is with the shepherd. John 16.33 says it this way. You got that verse for me? There it is. He makes me. No, not that one. John 16, did I not put that in there? I probably didn't. John 16, 33, I probably stuck that in there later. It says, in me, you may have peace. Peace is in the shepherd. Remember, Jesus is the prince of peace. Remember, Jesus took punishment, right, for our peace. Remember, Jesus He left us with peace. I leave you with peace. Here he is. Peace is with the shepherd. Peace is with the shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. The Lord is my prince of peace. I shall not want, right? We need to return. Choose to follow the shepherd is where peace is found. Choosing to follow the shepherd is where peace is found. Look what it goes on to say. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. The Lord is my shepherd, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. It says here in verse two, he makes me lie down. (sighs) Makes. How many of you guys, you know, I heard a pastor one time, he was talking about shepherding his church and his flock and he's like, he had, I think he maybe had had some, you know, 
some people within the church that he was just having to, he's like, just, just lay down. I got some good grass. Just stay here and eat. You know what I mean? And actually, it's so funny because I was kind of thinking about this this morning, and uh, I don't even know how my dog makes it into these, these goofy uh, illustrations, but so in the morning when I take my dog out, I don't want him to roam around and wake people up. So I make him lay down. <laughs> lay down right there and be quiet. Because first of all, you've woken me up early. <laughs> but, but my point is, is that he has to make us. If he's our shepherd, we just have to, we just have to say, Lord, you are my shepherd. And sometimes he, as, as our shepherd, sometimes he has to make us. Lay down right here. Lay down in this green, lush, pasture. Don't be like sneaky, darting over here and darting over there. Listen, it's, it's, a good, it's a good pasture. It's a good place. The grass on the other side of the fence, it may look greener, but it is not greener. Lay down. I, he makes us to lay down. Some of us, I know it's tough. I know it's tough. Nobody likes to be made to do anything. I mean, anybody in here like to be made to do anything? No. But guess what? If he's our shepherd, Right, we just gotta say, Lord, you're my shepherd. If you need to make me lie down, if it's something in my life I need to lay down, tell me. If there's something, just tell me, I'll, I'll do it. And, and, and look what it goes on to say. He leads me beside still waters. Last time I was next to a place that was still waters, I would say it was really, really peaceful. Why? Because the wind wasn't blowing. It was, you know, it was just quiet and peaceful and you know, just, just peace. And that's what he's saying. He's like, listen, if he's your shepherd, he's gonna lead you beside those still waters. It goes on, he'll restore my soul. Do you know you need your soul restored? You need your mind restored. We all do. That's why he tells us to renew our, our mind. And, and when we go to the shepherd, when we spend time with the Prince of Peace, and, 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 and we say, Lord, you are my shepherd, that's when we can come to that place and he can restore our soul. He can help us to not think like, Mar or like Martha. He's just, he can do the work that he needs to do in our heart. That pressure that's being applied to us, you know, it, it, he protects us. You know, it says in this, actually this scripture, I don't even have this scripture in my notes, but, but it says that the peace of God will pass all understanding. It'll guard your heart and your mind. If you look at that word guard, it, it means that, that, that his peace, the peace of God, it's superior, it's, it's superior to any peace that the world or anything that the world has to offer. And so if we'll trust in that peace of God, his peace is superior and it has the ability to protect your heart, protect your mind from the pressures that are being applied to your life. But listen, we gotta allow him to make us lie down. We have to you know, allow, us, allow him to lead us into those, that place of, of peace. Peace is with the shepherd. So three things that peace will do. Number one, guards, it guards your life. Uh, Philippians 4, 6, and 7 says, be anxious for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication. Let your request be made known to God. You guys know that verse of scripture. And what? The peace of God, which surpasses, actually I just quoted this, will guard your heart and your mind. So peace guards your heart. It guards your mind. And, and, and so it doesn't say, unless it's something really big, it doesn't say be anxious for nothing unless it's a marriage situation. Then go ahead and just have all kinds of pressure. No, it says in everything, 
you know, make, you know, pray and he'll guard your uh, uh, heart and your mind. You know, it's like this lady that I heard about one time she was, her husband, her son had been, um, uh, you know, sent off to war. She was very, very nervous about it. And, and so she, she came to this pastor and this pastor said, let's just pray. Let's just pray that the peace of God will, will, will help you in this time. And so, so, so they prayed and, and she went home and then she came back and she, she came back to the pastor. She said, she said I, I, something's wrong. You know, like my job as a mother is to worry about my son because he's overseas. And she's like, since we prayed, I haven't had any anxiousness. I haven't had any pressure. And, and he's like, listen, that's what the peace of God does. It guards your heart. It guards your mind. It allows you to, to sleep. You don't have to be of the 30% that lose sleep because of pressure. Why? Because she prayed for that peace. The peace of God, it passes all understanding. Peace guards us. Number two, it guides us. Colossians 3.15 says, to let the peace of God rule in your heart. We have to let it rule in our heart. Uh, uh, the Amplified says it this way, to act as an, unp- an umpire continually. An umpire, like, like at a baseball game. What does an umpire do? They're making the call, strike, ball, you're out, you're safe. All, they are the ones that are making the calls. That's what this, this scripture is telling us. The peace of God should be an umpire that is continually making the calls in our lives, in our decisions, in our hearts, in our minds, in the situations that come. The, the, if, if we say, Lord, you are my shepherd. Man, make me lie down in green pastures. Well, guess what? The peace of God's gonna say, just, just let it go. Set it down. Do this, do this. So, in, in, in life's biggest decisions, he should, peace should guide you. Absolutely. And, and I think sometimes we, 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 we over-spiritualize it when in reality it's like he's in us, he's given us peace, so it's like in every situation of life, it's like, okay, I am just gonna follow peace. If I don't have peace, I'm not gonna do it. I mean, that's probably one of the, one of the greatest lessons that I was taught you know, growing up was just follow peace. If, if you don't have a specific direction or, you know, the, the, the peace of God will guide you and direct you. And, and I can remember, you, and, and you guys have heard this story, that one time, uh, th- three years ago, I wanted to buy a boat. I'm, I'm looking for a boat. And it was that time of the season that you could not find a boat. You had to be standing right there with the money in hand or you were not gonna buy the boat. So I find this boat and I'm looking this thing over and just something inside of me wasn't right. It's like scratchy, just not, you know, I didn't have peace. And so I'm, I'm trying to have peace. I'm looking it over and I'm trying to look at all the positives and I call my wife and I brought somebody with me. I'm like, what do you think? And asking them, why? Because I'm, I'm, I'm just like Martha. I'm looking at all the many things in life trying to get peace. So I'm talking to them, I'm talking. And my wife said, she's on the phone. She's like, if you don't have peace, do not buy the boat. Okay, okay, Ben. I hang up the phone. I'm looking it over, and I ask this other guy, "What do you think?" He's like, "We need to drive this thing." I'm like, "It's okay, it's okay." He doesn't have time. We'll just we'll just do it. We'll just do it. We'll do the deal. And I give him the money, and I drive down the road, and I'm I still don't have peace. <laughs> and it's like you know, in those moments where it's like you want to have peace because you just made a purchase, and you you overrode. You overrode the Holy Spirit's direction in your life where that, that guidance, he's trying to guide and you, you can't find peace. And, you, and so thankfully, uh, uh, you know, 
We didn't drown in Manawa. The boat didn't catch on fire, but it was really, really close. And uh, we were able to return the boat, get our money back. Thank God. But here's the thing. Peace guides you. It will guide you every single time. It'll guide you every single time. I heard another story about a guy. He was walking out the door and he, had, he, he just had something unsettled in him. He, he was gonna go to work. He's like, I don't, man, I don't know what that is. And he turned around because he had told his sons that he, was gonna, that he was gonna take down this bunk bed. And so when he was walking to the door, he's like, I really got a lot to do. I'm really busy, but he didn't have peace. And when he turned around to go to his son's bedroom, he had peace. And he's like, oh, I don't have time for that. And so he turned around and he went, went back to the door because he was like, I got all this stuff I really need to do. And he didn't have peace. And so then he turned around, he's like, fine. So he grabs his tools and he goes in his, in his son's bedroom, come to find out that, that the bunk bed had, had some issues and it was an old bunk bed that had been built and had a lot of heavy wood. And so it had a three quarter inch piece of plywood and box springs and a mattress. And, and he was sitting on it and his son's sitting on it and the thing fell. And what he realized is, is that had he not fixed the bed, his other son would have been underneath of it and could have gotten very, very hurt. And so, so my point is, is that peace will guide you in your life. When, 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 you're, when you're going here, going there, business deals, everything that's going on in your life, if you just got to check and say, do I have peace? Because peace will guide you. Peace will give you the right answer. And, 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 and so it will guide you. It will be the umpire of your life, making the calls. Thirdly, the third thing that peace does is it gives. Uh, Proverbs 14.30 says that the peaceful heart leads to a healthy body. I like what the Living Translation says that a relaxed attitude lengthens a man's life. How many of you guys want your life to be lengthened? Well, guess what? Peace does that. Peace does that. And, and we all know that, that, that there's studies galore out there about all the different things that are going on in people's lives that, that link back to stress. They link back to pressure. And, 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 and we're chasing all of these, these ways to release pressure, release stress, and we're not finding it. And, 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 and I'm here today to tell you that if we'll just be like Mary and go to the one thing, my shepherd, that the shepherd of peace, all of these other things will, 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 will leave our lives. I mean, we, I heard a story of a, of a ministry leader where, where somebody on his staff had, had you know, done some things and he, he had a root of bitterness in his life and unforgiveness and he kind of held on to it and he tried to let go of it and then he began to have uh, health issues and health problems and, and major health issues where he couldn't eat and some of those things and this, this, this pastor friend said, listen man, you, you, gotta, you gotta give that up. You gotta let it go. Let peace give it away. And so this, this pastor finally just said, you know what, you're right. And he gave it up and it wasn't even but like a few weeks and all of his symptoms were gone. You know, and so we understand that stress and pressure create those things. And, 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 I, and I know, I mean, you know, when you're looking for relief, you're looking here, there, and everywhere, trying to find peace. But we just gotta go back to what the word of God says, man, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. And go to him and don't, don't fall into that trap that Martha fell into where, where we're going here, there, and everywhere trying to find the peace that we so desperately want. God wants to give it to us and peace will give us life. You know, Jesus said to Martha, the one thing is needful. 
Linda, you can go up. One thing is needful, and Mary has chosen that part. It's a choice. Every single day that we live and every single day that we walk this earth, it's like a choice that we have. Are we gonna choose just as Mary did? Mary had chosen that good part and, she, and Jesus said it will not be taken from her. Peace doesn't have to be taken from you, but it comes down to that choice. You know, there's two things that are very, very interesting that Jesus did not say to Martha. Number one is Jesus didn't sympathize with her. Martha had all this pressure. Jesus, tell her to help me. Jesus, the bread's burning. Jesus, we don't have enough chairs around the table. You know, but he didn't sympathize with her at all. I mean, we, we think of Jesus as a sympathetic, loving, you know, heavenly father that cares for us, and he does. But you know what? He, you know, I think that just like Martha, it's like, he's kind of like, come on. Mar Mar Mary chose the good thing. You're choosing the wrong thing. And so for us, we have to just, we can't, we can't allow ourselves to just say, Jesus, just sympathize with me. Sympathize with my pressure. Sympathize with my stress. He's like, no, no, I'm your shepherd. I am the prince of peace. I paid, I paid for this. I was punished for this. You don't have to live this way. That's what he's saying. He also said he didn't plainly tell Martha what, what, the, what the one thing was that she needed to do. She's, he's like, look at your sister. Look at what it is that's going on with her. And I, and I believe that, that the Lord will help us as we look, look outside of ourselves, outside of our world, and, and, and the Holy Spirit will lead us and guide us. He'll help us. He'll help to lead us by those still waters. And so what Mary did is what we must do daily, and that is in conclusion. Number one, continually submit to Jesus. I know I use these points all the time. You guys are like, come on, man. You used those last week and the week before and the week before that. Well, guess what? It's the word of God. I, I, I just took it out of the Bible. Number one, continually choose to submit. Lord, you are my shepherd. That's daily. You are my shepherd. And number two is this. Position yourself to hear the word. That's what Mary did. Every day. I mean, I, I get it. I miss days. I miss days where I don't position myself and I, I get busy. But how many of you guys know, if, if you've been doing this for any amount of time, if you get away from that, your, your, your thinking gets squirrely. Your life gets squirrely. You, you're, not, you're, you're not thinking right. He's not restoring your soul. And so that position, it's like, I'm gonna get myself into a position. I'm gonna shut the door. I'm gonna shut the noise off. I'm gonna shut the notifications off. I'm gonna position myself to do what? To allow him to lead me beside still waters. To allow him to, sh to, to restore my soul to allow him to release the pressure and the stress from my life. I'm gonna put those things, they'll be there when I get there. And a lot of times I think that if we'll just go to him and we'll look to him and allow him to minister and restore our souls, sometimes we'll come out of that place of, in, in that position and it's all worked out. It, 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 he worked in the, behind the scenes when we just got away from it and, and looked to him as our, as our Lord and as our Savior and as our shepherd. And so this, this holiday season, you can have peace over pressure, but you gotta do the word. We gotta be doers of the word and not hearers only. And I think that's one of the big things I've been thinking about lately is just like, am I doing what it is that I know to do? We gotta do what we know to do, amen? Let's pray. Father, we come before you today. I thank you that you are our Prince of Peace.
You came to give us peace, the peace of God that passes all understanding. And so, Father God, I just pray for everybody that's in this house today. Actually, I want to do this. Why don't you guys all stand up? And just grab hands if you're comfortable with somebody that's there nearby. Because I think in this time, we just need to pray for one another. Pray for peace. Pray for, pray for guidance. Pray for direction. Amen? Father, we just come before you today. I thank you, Father God, for all of the families that are in this house. Father, that, that, that yes, life has pressures. You said that there'd be tests, there'd be trials, there'd be pressures. But Father God, you sent your son as the Prince of Peace. He's, he came and gave us peace. And so, Father God, we just cast our care on you today. We cast what it is that's going on in our life on you because you care for us. You love us. And you want us to have peace in our life over the pressures in our lives. And, Father God, we just, we just agree together today as a family for these situations, Father, that, that may seem uh, insurmountable. They might be overwhelming beyond belief. But, Father God, you said that if we agree as touching anything, it will be done, Father. And so today, God, we just agree with our fellow brothers and our sisters in the Lord, Father, that the situation that's at hand will dissolve. That relationship will be restored. The thing that, that seems so ominous, Father God, we just thank you that, that you will work amazingly in that situation and cause them to have great victory in their life, in that situation, in that business, in that marriage. We just thank you, Father, for the peace of God in in our homes, in our lives, in our marriages, in our businesses, in this church. And we just thank you, Father, for it in Jesus' name. With every head bowed and every eye closed, we just want to give one more, one more request. If there's anybody in here and you are far from God, you don't, or, or you do not know him and you want to get back in right standing with him. We don't want to leave this place knowing, we want to leave this place knowing that we are all where we need to be. I think we're amongst our own, but I wanted to make sure, is there anybody at all before we leave, before we dismiss, before we move on with the rest of this day, are you where you need to be? All right, I think we are. Thank you, Jesus. You can look up here. Isn't God good? He's so good, and he wants to bring peace into your home, peace into your life, amen? So this week, look to your shepherd. Make him your shepherd each and every day. Say, God, I'm gonna follow you in peace, amen? amen. As you leave, please grab some invites for the event here in a couple weeks. It's gonna be a great day. It's gonna be a great time. The, the, the word will be ministered. People uh, uh, will be uh, blessed by what it is that takes place. So help us, help us invite people, help us uh, you know, bring people and uh, we know that God will bless them for it, amen? amen? Well, hey, you guys are free to go. Enjoy this wonderful, brisk afternoon. We'll see you back here Wednesday night at 7 p.m. and uh, we'll see you all later.